Hello and welcome to the Wingnet Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond. Personally, I have been to 50 countries. I've met so many people in my travels that I want to bring them on this podcast and get their story on record. I have plenty of tips and stories to share with you as well. Are you a backpacker or a traveller or gap year student or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. Throughout the weeks and months, you'll get many guests and solo episodes where I try to cover all range of subjects within travel. This is a casual and informative travel podcast to inspire you to travel in the future. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening and supporting this. And I'll see you soon. Cheers, James. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with Tee Public, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. To my patron, you can sign up for £4, $7.50 Canadian, US dollars a month. And this will give you an extra bonus episode per month, ad-free content, 24 hours early access to the episode. You can get a patron shout out. I can also maybe get some ad hoc podcast episodes that I might release during the month. And you'll also get some free stickers that I'll send to you in the post. If you're interested in that, head to patreon.com and forward slash winging it travel podcast and you'll find me there. Thank you. Hello and welcome to episode 69 and this is a Camino Finisterre series and I'm going to go over our trip from day to day and this one today is actually the first three days so when we arrived in Karuna to Muxia and to where I am now in a little town called Lires and I've got some funny stories coming from today especially in terms of the walk but let me begin with if you're not sure Camino Finisterre is it's one of the trails it's about 20 to 25 of the big Camino, which is the Camino Francis, which runs from Spain to to France, or vice versa. And that's the one from this week's uh, episode with Kathleen. And then there's offshoots of that. And Camino Francis is definitely the longest. And this one we're doing this week is definitely one of the shorter ones. And we're probably going to hit in probably 120k, um, maybe 100 if we change our route. It's kind of nice. It's a bit casual. I don't think you have to train much for it. And I think you can do it on a whim, sort of. But I will come to that in a bit first of all we had to get to Gatwick to Karuna now for the Finisterre you can either start in Muxia or you can start in Santiago de Caponcella now we want to end in Santiago because you get your certificate your stamps kind of a good place for all the pilgrims to come and meet and I think it'd be a good vibe there so we want to reverse this one because it actually is traditionally yeah Santiago to Muxia so here yeah, we've decided to go to Muxia but to get there we had to get to a flight from Gatwick to Karuna which was interesting because it was at 10 to 7 in the morning we thought there might be a bit of a queue getting through but security with no check bags uh, just carry on was fantastic straight through but it was so busy at like half five in the morning it was a queue for like 50 minutes to an hour for breakfast so i do advise you bearing that in mind at that time morning during the summer and we got on the flight with voiling which is the spanish low-cost airline and it was very smooth. I reckon maybe a third full. 
Sony Spare Seats, Real Dream, Hour and a Half, Straight into Karuna. Landed in Karuna, it's cloudy and it's a bit drizzly, and we were there for a night and sort of half a day really, because our bus to Muxia was 3pm the day after. And I thought Karuna was brilliant actually. The day after was great weather, it's a beach town, there's some great historic buildings and some good walks. And our apartment was right bang in Karuna. So I thought we picked well. The Airbnb was brilliant. It had spacious rooms and a great kitchen. And we felt really comfortable there. Easy check-in too. Shout out to Jonathan for that. So we went to the local downstairs called Tatone. We had a few beers there, uh, which is where we picked our keys up actually. And we dotted about in town, sort of walked along the beach, saw the football stadium. And then for the first day, yeah, we just kind of took it easy a little bit. It was quite an early start. And the first place we went to to get trendy brunch and coffee is called La Postre. And it was like a healthy food slash um, trendy calf. Um, Smashed in some scrambled eggs and stuff with avo. And great coffee too. Even though I did have a successful Spanish conversation with the taxi driver. We got a taxi from the airport to the Airbnb and broken Spanish chat. Very proud of myself for that. But then La Postre was the same, I thought, that I offered a coffee, no milk and sugar, of course, and it came with milk. So that was a bit of a letdown, but I will blame myself for that one. It's a lesson learned. So for day one for food and drink, if you want to get um, a decent amount of food from a supermarket, go to Gaddis, G-A-D-I-S. That's a good store and they're dotted around the city. And as I said, I went to the, we went to Tatone Bar downstairs for a few drinks in the local. And the combination was brilliant. And we stayed on the street called Al Rubin. If you want to check that out, it's right near the beach. And we had a real good time in the apartment. And as I said, the weather was sort of early 20s, cloudy and drizzle. So that kind of sums up Karuna on the first day. Uh, day two, I got this Karuna to Muxia. The first part of the day from obviously start late to about 3pm before our bus was in Karuna. It was really good weather for beach walking and going to the beach. It was about 22 to 25, clear skies, sunny. We popped out early to get our bus tickets um, which was about a 20 minute walk from the centre of town so you can do that for sure and we got uh, a trendy brunch on the way back at Wacko Coffee so shout out to Wacko Coffee that was a super trendy brunch um, that was scrambled eggs, avocado, German bread and some mushrooms with great coffee if you go to my Instagram you'll see me tagged Wacko Coffee in a story but also I'll put it as a post as well apart from that we walked around to the Torre de Hercules it's probably along the beachfront um, to the right up the little headland a decent walk, 45 minutes, an hour maybe, flat. Apart from when you get to the headland, you go up to the... to the, It's like a big tower, historic tower, looks over the city. Almost looks like a lighthouse where it's based, but definitely worth checking out in Karuna. Yeah, then we got our bus to Muxia, which took two and a half hours. Just a bit of advice here if you go to the bus station Karuna, that it says 3pm on the bus ticket. I mean, it's 3pm when it arrives and people start getting on. And you don't actually know what platform it is, so we've got kind of shafted to the back of the line but we just about got on there for a seat each um so yeah bear that in mind you can go to the office in the bus station and buy tickets pre-ordered but you can't do online so you have to go to the bus station to get them and as i said from the way back from that we sort of went down the windy streets of Karuna, had some breakfast and then got back to the apartment to check out and that's when we done the Torre de hercules after that and then once we done that we walked through another different part of town to the bus station to get our bus to Muxia. Funny thing about Muxia for the bus ticket is I approached the woman who obviously didn't speak English, so I spoke a bit of Spanish, got a yes and she understood what I needed and then got the ticket. It was at 10am roughly 
and it said we're going to somewhere completely different at 10.30 a.m. So I had to go back and she felt really embarrassed and like, no, 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 no. So she changed that ticket for us and then got us the right one. So that was a bit of relief. And again, pretty happy that we managed to get through that for our basic Spanish that we have. So yeah, about almost three, three hours later, we arrived in Muxia and it was a very small town, but a lovely little town. It's like a little coastal town. Thoroughly enjoyed hanging around in Muxia. We went for a few beers at a real local place. Don't even have the name of that and watch the football and it was a good way to end the day and ready for the walk in the morning and our accommodation was a fantastic airbnb it was overlooking the water uh, over the bay and it's real comfortable a couple of bedrooms and can fit three people maybe four with a sofa bed there and Sousa was our host there and she was brilliant and easy check-in and easy check-out so that was a fantastic find again if you need the links i might check the airbnb links on the show notes if you need to find or you want to find them or even plan to go there so help you out there so today day three context of the day starting mucks here now, there's two ways to go to this little town called Lires. you can kind of go inland and follow the road i mean if you follow the road it's going to take wow, three hours it's pretty easy route or you can go to the coastal route where it goes up and down weaving in and out from the coast and that's a much more difficult challenge. And I'd say that was probably seven to eight hours, I think, was the guesstimation of that. And we started pretty well. We got our little card. So if you go to a hostel, anywhere in these towns, they have these little cards that you get stamped for the Camino. You just need to get two stamps a day. And once you hit 100k and they can see that you've done that, they'll give you a certificate at the end. So bear that in mind. We got ours at Albergay Muxia, and they do free cards, so you can pop in there and get your stamp in there and also collect the card, so you'll need that for the trek. We had, what, a 25 to 26 kilometre day ahead of us, and we decided to do a little walk around Muxia around the headland and got an extra two miles in, so that was a good warm-up. Not needed. And I thought, yeah, decent start, decent weather. It's actually like a mix of not too hot, not cold, bit of wind, and we had our route, and we we're pretty confident of where we're going. So head out of town on the road and just hug the coast. Now, for the first, I would say, five, six miles, pretty easy. Uh, in terms of route and where we're going and the trail wasn't too bad. There's a little climb up a hill, the first hill really. That was a bit of a tough climb. Um, but you get to the top and the view is sensational of the coast. And you go back down and go around a headland and we stop there for lunch. And then we can see the distance of the town that we're in now. And there's a town before this. Um, you can see where we're going. So we kind of knew that we had two big hills that we had to go over, back down and over again. The first one was smaller, the second one was bigger. And I was, I must admit, I was pretty much nervous about that. A couple of reasons, really. I was starting to realise I had probably too much stuff. Um, this is a lesson learned from this day. Um, too much stuff on my back. And I was pretty unfit. I'm just not great going uphill, just a thing of mine. Um, I don't know if anyone's the same, I way prefer going downhill or just normal straight. But so anyway, we got through the first hill, which I said wasn't too bad. Got through that, I let Norma and Titch go on further. They're my friends, by the way, on this Camino with me. But the real problems kind of started up the hill. I was absolutely knackered. I was, I was gone. Um, we're, we're talking probably about eight to nine miles in at this point, And this climb was through these long grass sort of hedges 
you can just about make out the route and it was just uphill all the way anyway started to hate myself started to feel like i made wrong decisions with maybe equipment maybe not enough water or food anyway got on with it and i let the other two go further on and we got over that hill and i managed to get over it but i was absolutely knackered i was i was panting and all that sort of stuff then i ran out of water now i've got a 1.5 liter sort of like little bag that i put in my back of my backpack which is there for sipping on the go and i was doing that very successfully but obviously the only thing i didn't realize is how long that would actually last so to say that if you look at the stats it lasted half a day so that was a bit of a problem and i started to think how on earth i'm going to deal with this and to give you a bit of context of the route this is a real off the beaten track route there's no houses no towns on the way it just hugs the coast so if you're going to do this coastal route you need to take enough water and enough food with you because I think the first town that we saw, or definitely I saw, different things, come back to later. I reckon that's probably 12, 11, 12 miles in. So you've got a good 10, 11 miles there of needing enough stuff. Anyway, got uphill. I was struggling a little bit. They're offering to carry my bags. So no, it's fine. Let's just get on with it. It goes down, which is fine for me. I was with the guys. But the next challenge was even bigger, and I was really worried about it. Managed to find a stick. Now, another learning lesson from this trip so far is... I do need walking poles or a walking pole. I knew that before, didn't get one, pretty naughty about that. And my friend Normo found a decent wooden stick actually, which is quite the perfect height. And it actually saved me in the day. Cracked on and I said to them to, you carry on, I'll just get to you when I get to you. And um, yeah, we'll be fine. I was taking it very slow, breaks here and there, getting enough, trying to like, not think about water, but trying to get enough rest in and then go again, constant uphill. And then when you get to the top, the view is sensational. You've got these wind turbines up there, but you look at the coast and you're at the highest point of today and it was sensational views. Like It's just 360 views. So much content I've got to send out there. And I thought none, none of it really. And then Norma and Titch were a bit further on, so I thought I'll catch up with them eventually. Now, at this point, I'm hanging mentally a bit gone, physically okay because I got over the worst of it. So it's kind of leveled out a little bit now and a little bit downhill so I wasn't too worried about that but I didn't actually have the trail on all trails which we're following they do I didn't have the app even though I got internet didn't have the app I was going by Google so the first story of the day is they kept checking in with me I was like yeah it was fine yeah we'll just go along here and I'll, I'll get to you um, at the next beach because where the water is and like, yeah that's fine we've marked a few bits of the trail just in case it looks a bit weird where to go next so I get no worries and I was successfully following the trail and green arrows now I got past a point where they said you need to take a right down to the beach and I was thinking okay no worries looks at the map and I was like I'm a bit further than the beach and they're like oh yeah it's coming it's coming the right turn's coming and then it worked out that I've actually missed it completely the the arrow of sticks on the trail and also the right turn I was like fuck like I've I've gone past it I don't even know where it is and they said no worries it'll come it'll come and then I I start to realise that when I sent in photos very well was that they have not seen that so I've gone a different route basically I've followed the trail which is fine it goes sort of like inland to the main road and you follow the main road up and I had to make a decision here whether to try, go back and try and find that turn and go down to the beach and join the guys or do I go left and join the road where I know that if I follow that road I'll get to the town and I made an executive decision <laughs> that I was going to go left and leave those guys to it and I'll go and get to the road and I can see there's a restaurant up ahead I, need, I desperately need water coke etc and I'll crack on to there and they accepted that and said yeah we'll see you when I get to the town so we separated and it's not a problem I can deal with it on my own 
were all good. I just didn't have the All Trails app, which had the actual route. That's my biggest downfall here. Anyway, got on the road. And I, was, I was happy as Larry, actually. Was no hills, really. Just up, very, very straight and very sort of like up and down a little bit, but nothing to worry about. Had my stick, and I thought, right, I'm on the right route now. The first thing is I got to a little crossroads where there's two restaurants on the map, two, and I was desperate. I thought, I was thinking, yes, food, drink. But in the back of my mind, I just know it's either going to go wrong or sometimes what happens a lot of places when you travel is it's on the map but it's actually not there so I arrived the first one I pointed out on the map looked to my right clearing no building nothing there so, oh, that's a bit strange but I looked to my left as Cafe Alemania it just looked closed even though it says it open on Google and I went over to a few older Spanish people in this countryside and they were quite abrupt I don't know what they said um, basically no it's not open and yeah that's it nothing's going to change and I didn't think they really helped me out a little bit there so kind of despondent walked on <laughs> but I was desperate for water at this point not really too worried about food but water was a big issue anyway a little bit further on on the left I saw this guy in his farm like shed thing almost like garage and I asked him through Google Translate do you have any water I'm desperate looked at me sort of went no 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 waved me off I'm like oh desperate desperate times so I popped across the road into this bus shelter bit of shade just chilled out and I thought right this is gathering myself here what can I do and then 15 minutes later the, the same guy who said no 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 comes out with a hose pipe and I was like oh and you sort of pointing the hose pipe like hose pipe hose pipe I was like yeah 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 so I got my little camelback thing and he just hose piped water into my camelback I was so elated and I was so thankful to him so gracias gracias tried to shake his hand didn't like it covid store thing here um, should have known that but hey so thankful to him went back to bus shelter and my mood was lifted for brilliant now at this point i'm actually kind of kind of leveled the other guys but they're they're by the the beach side i'm sort of more inland and we're kind of going parallel in the same direction and i had a bit of a cheeky idea i was getting really tired i thought i'd try a bit of hitchhiking and probably five or six cars went by ignored me and then there's one guy in this like camper van pulled over tried to speak Spanish didn't really understand but showed him where I was going then he said oh do you speak English I'm like mate I'm English he's like oh yeah come in come in I'll tell you where to go he's French he's called Ruben and he looked at the map and he could take me I had about 10k left at this point he said look I'll take you 5k in I've got to go left you go right fully accepted it don't care and hopped in the van had a good chat with him he's from France a shout out to Ruben thanks for your lift today really appreciate it gave him a sticker he might be listening to this because it's a winglet podcast sticker and he said oh, if you stay on this crossroads and you want to get more lifts there's more cars going down there so I thought yeah brilliant no worries but I felt a little bit bad and I looked at the route and it's just one road well there's two roads in to Lirez one left one right and I thought oh, I'll just do one of those it's fairly simple it's only half an hour walk from there anyway he dropped me off and happy as Larry so I walked along the main road and I thought, I'm not going to hitchhike, I'm going to walk the rest back. So I still got another, what, 6 or 7k to go. And then I took a veer off the main road and went a different route, which is still a road. And I went through the countryside to this town, Lirez. Now this is where I got into a little bit of trouble here. I was walking for about another 10, 15 minutes and it's all going well. And I come up to this little farm, it's actually a little town. And I got to this farm and I heard this machinery going, thought, thought nothing of it. So I walked around the town, carried on with the road. The road goes straight to here. And then these two farmers were there. And I was, they were putting down concrete. And I kind of stepped on it. 
and then they shout, no, 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 turn around, turn around, like in Spanish, turn around. I was like, no, 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 like the road's just there. I need to go up that road. Like, no, 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 go back, go back. I was like, oh, just let me through. Like, I just need to go through and then I'm out of your way. But they're insistent that I won't go through. There's two of them. Got a bit of aggro about it. Like, just sent me back. And I was like, oh my God, like, I'm not going all the way back to turn around and go up the other road. I was kind of a bit despondent about that. I made an executive decision here that I was not having that. So I popped back out of town, back down another trail, took the left, and I went into their farm. I'm not sure it was strictly legal. Anyway, I hopped around the edge of the farm that had fencing. And I thought, well, they've got trails here because I guess the tractors go out to the roads. The one I can go down, but there's another road. If you go round the farm, it goes back to that road. So I thought, right, I will find that and get through it. But I knew if I get seen, they probably won't be happy. And there's a period of time I got through to the farm. It was then getting parallel with where they were. Took a right and I sort of shuffled along quite quickly to try and get through to the other side. And I took like a right and a left and a left. And I thought, oh, this is going to go straight to the road. And then it cut off back into the farm. And I was like, oh, my God, devastating. But I need to go right. Now, if I went right, I'm going to have to climb over his barbed wire fence. And I was like, I'm not going all the way back. I was pretty stubborn at this point. And I was getting pretty low at this point as well. And I thought, right, pop a bag over the barbed wire fence, lift my legs over. Didn't catch myself, thankfully. But this was going straight into, like, long grass thorn bushes that nothing was like cleared but i just knew i had to go like a few minutes that way and i get to the road so i was like macheting my way through the, the grass with my stick but i was getting cut to shreds and thorn bushes and i was like oh this is grim like i'm getting cut to shreds i'm bleeding anyway i sort of get round to a little clearing actually and it's still thorn bushes on it but i managed to get down to the road but i looked at my legs and i was gone they were sore they were kind of just like all over the bottom half of my legs and I was, my arms were sunburned it was a pretty bad time of day to be fair pretty low but I got to the road and I knew if I stuck to this road I'm there so I took a right onto the road and then yeah got to Lira's and here I am and I saw Titch and Normo walk into the hostel probably about 45 minutes an hour later elation hugs kisses the whole lot and we've exchanged stories and yeah a, a real interesting anecdotal day and I have no shame in hitchhiking for 3 or 5k and I've still managed to walk 16.3 miles um, for those in kilometers that's around 25k right now I'm hanging I'm tired my feet hurt my legs hurt my cuts hurt my arms my sunburn hurt yeah I didn't wear sun cream I did cover my I did wear a jumper for first five hours of the day yeah just a bit achy and a bit sore but we go again tomorrow we've got a route planned tomorrow that's for the trip the same length but we actually shorten it down a little bit to get to Fistere which is a town down south here from here and instead of being 25k it's now 18k I feel a little bit better about that it's not as big a climb anymore and we might have a rest day in Fistere too so what I'll do is I'll put some links in the show notes to Airbnbs and if you follow my social media, you'll see all the maps and photos from today. And I'll also put some stats and figures from today's walk. If there's anything else you need, let me know. But I think I've got all my stories across. I think those guys had an equally interesting day. They've walked a little bit more than me because obviously I got that lift for about 5k. But they only got a few few miles more. So all in all, I feel like I've earned today. And I'll get the stamp. And I've definitely done enough miles. And I'm not going to hear any more about that because when Kathleen was on this week when she'd done the Camino Francis which was 491 miles she actually done 500 because the first day she got a bus for some of it so there's no rules here you've got to do what you got to do and survive and get to the next point 
I'm pretty happy with today's play and we'll go again tomorrow for another episode thanks for listening keep an eye out tomorrow but same sort of time and I'm really looking forward to a private room tomorrow we've got a hostel dorm today at Albergay Lures and it's eight bed dorm but we've met some cool people here a shout out to the people in our dorm because they've sort of exchanged stories and they listen to podcasts right now so I'm really happy about that and I gave some stickers away too so thanks to everyone who's helped out today and I'll catch you tomorrow cheers thank you for listening to my Winging It Travel podcast episode today you can find me on Instagram at James Hammond Travel or Winging It Travel podcast you can search for both I release weekly clips of this podcast episode as well as photos from the last 8-10 to years of my travels you can also follow me on TikTok, Facebook and Pinterest by searching Winging It Travel Podcast. I do release daily content to do with travel and the podcast throughout the week. Also check out my website jameshammond.org. There's content about myself, my travels and there's also a newsletter sign up as well as a contact form. Finally, please rate and review the podcast on Podchaser. This is my platform of choice. Alternatively, you can rate this on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts from. This really helps the podcast gain a bit of traction for the future in terms of guests and content. And I'm glad to see that you guys are listening out there, reviewing it and enjoying the content so far. Stay safe, stay humble, keep listening, keep traveling and I'll catch you soon. Cheers, James.